0: The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News
1: are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice, and for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional.
2: Welcome to the Hyatt 9
1: News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone is having an amazing day. It's already Tuesday, and it's August 1st, and today is National Night Out Day. And I apologize for all the noise behind us, but we are in a construction zone. Also, it is also World Lung Cancer Day, National Raspberry Cream Pie Day, in case you didn't get enough raspberry pie yesterday, on top of National... Girlfriend's Day, so make sure you hug your girlfriend, as well as National Minority Donor Awareness Day, on top of Respect for Patients Day, and uh, this is this might be my favorite right here, International Child Free Day, along with International Mohawk, Mohawk Day, and. Last but not least, today is also World Scout Scarf Day. Oh, boy. Get your scarfs out. And thank you for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where we are on the Internet. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And uh, we're going to be audio only on Twitter spaces at one point, but not today. Um, So... Without, with all that said, we are going to kick it off. Gretchen, you want to go first today? What the hell? All right, coming up first, it's our feisty redheaded conservative that loves to tell potlovin' libs all about themselves on top of parading her dogs up and down Capitol Hill in atrocious outfits that they do not approve of. That's right, it is Gretchen
2: Gailey! Jason Beck, I think you need to go back to my Instagram and watch that lovely video I made just for you of Salem putting on her pajamas and how excited she was.
1: Well, why don't you send it to me in a DM and I will definitely watch that for you.
2: Hey, you'll see it. And I'll you'll comment,
1: I'll comment on it and maybe share it.
2: All right. Well, I hope so. So people will know that I'm not worthy of calls from PETA. PETA. All right. My headline is coming from marijuana moment. Senate votes to let people who've used marijuana work at intelligence agencies like CIA and NSA as part of defense bill. The U.S. Senate has approved a large-scale defense bill that includes provisions to bar intelligence agencies like the CIA and NSA from denying security clearances to applicants solely due to their past marijuana use. Senators adopted a number of amendments to the NDAA on Thursday before approving the overall legislation. That included attaching the full text of the Separate Intelligence Authorization Act, which was itself previously amended in committee last month to include the cannabis provision from Senator Ron Wyden. Previously, the senator filed a broader amendment to last year's version of the authorization legislation that would have prevented employment discrimination based on prior or present cannabis use at any federal department, not just those dealing with intelligence. But the provision was scaled back under a second-degree amendment from the committee chairman before being adopted by the panel. And then the reform was ultimately quashed altogether when two GOP senators objected to attaching the intelligence bill to the NDAA on the floor, if it included the marijuana language. But that level of pushback did not happen this year. And now the full Senate has signed off on protecting people from losing security clearances because of prior marijuana use, notwithstanding any other provision of law. The head of an element of the intelligence community may not make a determination to deny eligibility for access to classified information to an individual based solely on the use of cannabis by the individual prior to the submission of the application for a security clearance by the individual. Senator Michael Bennett, who co-sponsored the reform reforming committee along with Wyden and Senator Mark and Heimrich, Salem, shut up said in a press release that it will modernize workforce recruitment by prohibiting intelligence community agencies from denying a security clearance to individuals based solely on past use of cannabis. A newly published Senate Intelligence Committee report on the larger legislation shows that the panel approved the marijuana provision by a party-line vote of 10-7 last month. As more states legalize cannabis, it becomes less and less tenable to deny security clearances to those who have used it. Uh, Ryden said in his remarks inserted into the report. The amendment will help the intelligence community recruit the qualified personnel needed to protect the country. This goes on, yada, 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 yada. Uh, I think this is a wonderful provision by the Senate. We shall see if it survives uh, the House. Um, the main difference uh, from the legislation that was proposed last year that did not make the cut was last year included present use of cannabis so the fact that this is only about prior usage i think it does have hope this is gretchen for hyatt nine news
1: well gretchen technically if you smoked cannabis yesterday that would be defined as prior usage right technically all right just want to make sure i think this is fantastic news and it definitely a step in the right direction
2: i think it's great news but if you are say a medical patient in a medical legal state you still would be ineligible
1: I'm willing to bet that they would be able to make an exception because if you didn't smoke during your office, d- during your work time. Have
2: you met the feds? No. Yeah, there I know are, tons of
1: feds. Tons, tons. There's more.
2: not an exception. And uh, trust me, NSA and CIA aren't the folks that make exceptions.
1: There's, there's tons is of they, exceptions. They make they exceptions all the, the time. That's not what or, you think they you know, do is cut a deals.
2: Group that doesn't matter. It's not like working for the FDA who does nothing. Uh, no. This is a. CIA I, cuts
1: deals all the time.
2: Yeah, sounds like they need.
1: Sounds like they need more recruits.
0: That's why they do. That's what they all do. They do. (laughs) They do exactly. They do. As soon as they need something, then everything changes. And not Somehow to make- they
3: think that smoking weed is going to what make them um leak secret intelligent information because they smoke weed and they might forget the information they know and or but th- this is previous smoke weed, like not currently smoking
0: oh, weed. Right. Like oh, dude, with that we would be about? if
2: you were willing to break the law before, you're willing to break the law again. That's wow. why they bring it up. It's not that you're a uh, nefarious pot smoker.
3: So, so, um, can these same rules apply for our recently um, indicted uh, former president? Like, why can't you just not be allowed to run for president? That ain't gonna I mean.
1: happen. You don't got no chance it's of that. That's
3: not in the constitution.
2: Yeah, that's yes, not. That's not, not how criminal. it runs.
1: Yep. Trump may <laughs> be on house arrest, but he'll still be on house arrest in the White House in
4: 2024.
1: <laughs> or like the jailhouse. No, no, no. it will be on house arrest. He'll have a little anklet There's on and no be locked way. down no. in the White House.
3: Oh, <laughs> my God. Jailhouse like, arrest. Uh, Previously, okay. Why why do they think he's not going to do it again, especially if they give him the power to do so? Well, okay, clearly,
2: this is an issue because it does deal with classified information. So I think Nicole does have a point here. I that don't, I Trump don't know. Trump can't be trusted with classified docs. Stop why are we it. trusting him again? I mean, okay. that's that,
1: that, that that's Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. They can't be cl- trusted with classified documents. I don't know what okay. you guys, right. especially Hunter Biden after Biden wasn't the hearing yesterday. So he's not
2: a part of this conversation. Especially is, after
1: the not, hearing yesterday. Is, of course, you guys don't want to talk about the truth. It's OK.
3: Okay, the truth I want to is- talk about cannabis.
2: Trump Trump the
3: truth. That's the truth.
1: No one cares. Right. You can indict a ham cannabis, sandwich, Nicole. None people, of that matters. Can we,
2: can we? Can we care about cannabis here, people? Yeah. Hold on. We got
1: on. We got Saman with us. He's joining us Saman, live. Can we
2: talk about cannabis here? Yay! I, I mean,
5: I don't think so. I, I don't think we need to talk about cannabis. We just need to talk about politics and nonsense. How about that?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> Saman, my story to bring you up to speed. Uh, I'll give you the recap. Uh, the senate has approved that if you have tested prior for cannabis you can apply for jobs with the CIA and NSA and it won't be held against you
0: So you're safe, Simon. I mean,
5: I, mean I think that I think that's uh I think that's a a given. I think they all smoke weed. I think they all smoke a lot of other funny shit too.
2: <laughs> we'll see. I think I think like Jason said, I think this is a good first step. I think it also shows you the willingness of Washington is willing to go with Prior use, they don't want to go with. They're still not doing anything for people who currently use. They're not doing anything for medical patients who use. Um, so, I, they don't need a high five. They just get a five. We'll the, see how it
5: goes. At, the way I look at it is, is the way the military looks at: it. don't ask, don't tell. Yeah.
1: See, I, I can get behind that. I'm, I'm down with that. With that, you know, because right, don't yeah. ask,
2: don't tell worked so well.
1: I mean, it, apparently it <laughs> I, did. It did for a while.
2: all right what's next with with
5: drug use with regard to drug use okay okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: all right all right well i i think this is exciting i think this is a big opportunity for all of the cannabis smokers out there because it's only inevitable that they're going to ultimately allow you to be able to work there in in regards with continuing to smoke cannabis if they're already taking this step wouldn't you say so, Gretchen?
2: Also, Well, I would also say, bear in mind, this has only passed the Senate. It hasn't mm-hmm. passed the House. It's not a done deal.
1: Well, at the same time, it is harder to get through the Senate than it is the House. And with the Democrats in control of the Senate and them being so pro, pro, pro cannabis, all these Democrats, this should be an easy, easy walk to pass the House. No,
2: no, no. This was a Democrat-driven provision, so I could see the Republicans in the House killing it.
0: Just to do it. I don't I, I don't I don't see that I don't I don't oh, see that, I don't know about that. I don't see calling that.
2: the Republicans in the House vengeful. Why would I, I,
1: they do that? Yeah, I don't I, I don't see they that. Will
2: perfectly good legislation? I'm rel- willing
1: I'm willing to bet that That's Matt that Matt do. Gates that Matt Gates could easily build a small coalition around to secure enough votes to make sure that this passed.
3: Oh, they have okay. a name.
1: What's that? It, they're called Maggots. Is that what you said? <laughs> Stop that's
2: what
1: it. what you said, right? That's that's a, that's a slur. people
2: are maggots. I love that. That's
1: the slur. That's a slur. All oh, right, man. anyway, yeah. so Jason, gonna... if you want
2: to call your boyfriend Matt Gates to get this through, start working I on will, it. I will.
1: I will. I'm going to reach out to him today yeah. and tell him what's good. You do that. I will. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to tell him to start building a little small little coalition just enough to make sure it passes. We got it 218. Mm-hmm. But it's busy dating high school girls. He have. Wanna...
0: Stop How did he squeeze you, know, you, you in you between his high school girls? There,
1: there's no proof of that. You have no, none, of, none of that. That's all baseless allegations. But nonetheless, I'm going to go roll right into my story. There's because of proof. No, there's not. not. I, know, I know. Yeah, there's zero accusers. There's zero none of that. You guys are all full of whatever. You guys are just all propagandists, but whatever. Uh, so, you guys, I have a very interesting story for you this morning. Because New York State shuts down. I'm Stuck chain of cannabis dispensaries in central New York Finger Lakes region. That's right. New York State has shut down a chain of seven unlicensed cannabis dispensaries that allegedly sold cannabis to underage consumers. Now, first of all, I don't buy <clears throat> that for a second. But David Tully owns and operates eight shops under the I'm Stuck name across Wayne Cayuga and Oswego Counties, according to a release from Attorney General Letitia James' office. Tully's stores have been selling cannabis without a license since at least early 2022, and locations in Auburn, Aurelius, Lyons, Macedon, Pulasaki, and Williamson were among those shut down Monday. Tully also has a shop in Seneca Falls. Tully is accused of ignoring repeated notices from the state's office of cannabis management to stop selling without a license. And investigators reported observing store clerks selling cannabis products to underage customers on multiple occasions. I want to know how they're going to prove that one. James N Tully has companies and the building owners could face millions of dollars in fines. And in a quote, legalizing cannabis in New York was a historic milestone to correct the harms Of the past, but there are laws that must be followed to ensure cannabis products are safe and kept out of hands of minors. They say in a quote, James said in a statement, uh, "David Tully (coughs) brazenly violated our laws, cheated taxpayers, and endangered our kids by selling." unregulated cannabis to underage consumers. Today's enforcement action should send a clear message that businesses that are selling cannabis without a license will be stopped. <laughs> oh, man, they sound real big, rough and tough in New York all of a sudden, but I'm willing to bet there's actually going to be no teeth in the end of this. And I want to know how they're going to prove that they were selling to a minor. I'm not buying that for a second uh, because I know all the, all of the stores out there still ID, people and whatnot for this because they don't want to get caught for doing that and i don't believe that that's really the traits of cannabis retailers in the first place and this is jason beck i'm
0: digressing for high at nine news what do y'all think about this yeah i mean the fact that they're an illegal dispensary why would they risk it just by you know selling it to a you know they must be extra careful or they're just stupid right i just i just um, don't
1: buy the the, the 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 they're selling to minor to miners thing that, that that just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me i'm not i'm not buying it um i mean people that sell weed to miners are generally other miners selling to other miners not generally why? people in stores Selling selling weed over the counter. I mean, if, I mean, if these I guys are mean, I got a few now? Why would Why
2: are they? Because they no. still
1: they still there's, there's, less, there's, yeah, there's levels, levels. yeah levels yeah I don't I'm there's not buying that argument.
2: Um, there's there's, there's a, a golden rule, Gretchen. In criminals.
5: Gretchen, there's a golden rule. You don't break two laws at the same exactly. time. Okay, exactly. you're gonna break the law. You only break one. That's the rule. That's how the pros do it. That's it. That's the golden rule. That's the golden rule.
3: You're breaking laws that you don't even know you're breaking. Well, because...
5: but but I mean, but the point but every, being is everyone like you're knows not be, to sell. you operate outside of the confines of the license, you know, of your of your license. Then you're definitely not going to like take it a step further and and sell to a minor. I think this is just some some political propaganda BS. What about the children? Think of the exactly. children crap, and they don't care. They don't give a shit. So, yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> hold on. I I'm sorry. I don't think this has anything to do with what about the children. I do. If uh, hold on. If Letitia James is coming out and saying, I have evidence of these guys selling to kids, I think she has evidence. I don't,
1: think I, don't, do. Gretchen, Gretchen, I, don't I don't believe that they do. I don't believe Hold on. First of all, Gretchen, hold on, Gretchen. In the story, it does oh, not man. say that they have evidence of selling to minors. It says they observed se- uh, selling to a minor. Which would mean, which would mean, which would mean, which would mean, which would mean it back. probably wasn't a minor. It was someone that they thought was a minor. They're just peeping in the window, looking at them, looking at them selling weed, and they're watching the okay. transaction happen. But the person is really of age. That's what I'm willing okay. to bet has happened.
2: Now you're just talking stupid, Jason Beck. It's you not really. really think the attorney my, general my, New York, really it, it, of, course, on, of New York is just doing stuff. Of course, of course. These New York attorney generals, 100, percent
1: they come up with fraudulent crimes for people all the time.
2: Oh, you like your boy.
5: I the charges. The That's just one good example.
3: City, I walked right into them. None of them carded me. Now, if they card you before you actually buy product, okay, maybe, but my point is in the regulated dispensaries that I go into here um, in regulated states, they card you before you walk. You cannot go inside any facility and see any product unless you are carded. Um, So you're not getting through the front doors without showing proof of a valid ID, state issued ID. Um, or passport, whatever. But that's only because
1: that's a requirement in all of these states.
3: Well, exactly. So if you're operating in an illegal business, then you should probably be doing the same thing because they're already walking into a store that's got full products sitting on every shelf. And if you're not carding them to prove their age verification before they see all that shit, then... Well, uh, hold
1: on, Nicole. I'm going to push back on this a second. How do you know that this person wasn't a regular customer and shops there two, three times a day and is familiar with all the staff, right? If if you have a regular customer, you're not going to go in and card them every single time that they come in. You already know because the law is you're not allowed to sell. To a minor the law is not the law hold on the, the law is already
2: not, breaking the law
1: yeah that's right, okay. I'm, not that's right. I'm not buying it i'm not buying i think that's total propaganda save the children I, I go to the
0: same dispensary all the time i get carded every time and i'm a 100 every single you know I, mean? time. I know <laughs> so, but you, you're, you're, you're going you're walking into a license single dispensary.
1: you're walking into a licensed dispensary in nevada todd that's you can't you can't comp- you're comparing apples and oranges crazy.
3: Okay, sorry. We're well, comparing we're so- um, an illegal operation in right. New York City to right. a legal operation in. I would Nevada. consider it yeah.
1: more legacy than I would consider it illegal.
3: Okay, all right. Oh, so the, you're moving a few letters. It's it's the same.
2: I'm all
1: about yeah. moving letters. Yeah, I'm all about that.
2: <laughs> uh, I think this is the dumbest argument on the face of the planet. And frankly, for you to suggest, Jason, that everyone in this industry is in it, has deserved sainthood, is doing it for the cause, wonderful people who would not sell to a mire. you are a moron.
1: I'm sorry. Whatever. Be. One I don't believe this. I, I'm not saying that right. there it's aren't ridiculous. bad actors. I'm just saying that th- these people have seven stores. Okay, so they have a significant amount so of investment in. Oh, it's a
2: chain of bad actors. It's a chain of bad <laughs> actors.
1: Oh man! The I'm company not, of bad actors. I'm not buying it. I'm not. I'm not buying. You got seven stores and you're selling to minors. I'm not buying that for a second.
0: Yeah, I gotta agree, with Jason. Well, you honestly. think the, the headline should be seven illegal
2: uh, stores?
0: They're all, illegal, stores. Stores. They're all illegal. They're all illegal. Gretchen. They're all illegal ones.
3: They're not all illegal. They're all illegal
0: the except for 22
1: they're in the, the entire majority. state.
3: Ninety percent. There are only uh, nine legal dispensaries in the entire state of New York. Thank you, thank you, Nicole. has my two.
5: That's like Thank that's like you, an Nicole. open invitation for the black market to thrive. Exactly.
3: And that's what doing. Uh, that's, right. that's exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Taking
1: advantage. Exactly. And Jason, you think there's uh... no
2: chance in hell they sold to a minor? I think is ridiculous.
1: I'm just saying I don't believe a, it. I don't buy a it. Short I don't person. I I don't buy it. Yeah, maybe 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 it was a little person. <laughs>
2: right. So th- they mistaked you when you walked in there and they're like, Oh hi, Sonny, you must be twelve.
1: Something like that apparently, but apparently it, I was over twenty one. It was, Gary, it was actually
5: Gary Coleman's like 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 descendant and uh I'm just saying it's what
1: more you, what you talking about, Hocho? What more, you talking about, Hochul? I'm just I'm just saying it's it's more baseless allegations okay. coming out of the New York Attorney General's. Oh office. Oh my
2: god, I'm so sick and tired of everyone who's ki- who is accused of a crime, it's baseless, all baseless, it's baseless. All baseless, baseless. They're just bored nice. and like, I'm going after this guy. Yeah, they and are. It they, looks like it should be a strip club in the middle of the finger. Like not indicting me, face. they're
0: yeah. indicting you. Yeah, exactly. They got a political oh agenda. God.
1: That <laughs> exactly. line, I was just like, are you kidding? <laughs> they, they want, they want the headline that all oh, these stores are selling to minors. So then that way it's It tries to change the course of public opinions, uh, perception of them and whatnot. And that's, that's all that this is, is all a bunch of hoopla. Sounds like a witch right, hunt. hunt. Yeah, well, basically. I would love
2: to see this go to court. That's I would I love I to need. see it go to court too. Actual facts. I First would. Season. I would love to
1: see them uh, state, state some actual facts that they have, like actual concrete evidence of them selling to minors before they just throwing these baseless allegations out there.
2: Maybe they're doing like a whole Dateline kind of deal, you know, where they send in like a little fourteen-year-old girl, like they used to do with the yeah, predators. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I, I would be, good, I would be good with that if they showed did a whole undercover Chris video Hansen, of that. Operation. I would yeah, yeah. accept Chris that, Hansen, and then and then I would tell writer, them that they're right? that they're messed up for selling to minors. hundred percent, I would be with that. All right, but there is no Chris Hansen walking in to to, to weed stores in New you York.
2: Know? How Jason. do
1: you know? Jason,
5: your your alias could be Chris Hansen.
1: because <laughs> they, they, they would be promoting it. You would see videos of this. Okay, they would be Young promoting Prince it Hansen. like they're trying to. Promote video. this propaganda. All right,
2: Jason back. Uh, Jason back. Jason back. I'm feeling a bet coming on. I was, I think uh I'll bet you a hundred bucks that there is actual evidence of selling to a minor.
1: There's actual evidence. well hold on. What are, what are we gonna define as evidence? Whoa, 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 whoa What whoa, whoa, are we gonna whoa. define as evidence first? Because I know you like to get real tricky with all these little bets and shit all the time with yeah, these loose, I, I loose I like ended, bet- loose-ended, loose loose-ended bets. Yeah. What do you
2: mean with <laughs> evidence?
0: birth certificate right and, uh, we'll go with evidence
2: admissible in court
4: i
0: want no i
1: want to see i want it to be like a, i want to see an actual video of them selling to a confirmed minor no we're not we talking see, about yep.
2: video selling i want to see what her i'm saying that the attorney general has not brought but baseless they, claims that she has actual evidence I, that will be cited
1: i would not it's an legal place they I, probably I don't trust. have cameras yeah i would not I, they have cameras for sure bro they have seven stores stop it todd <laughs> stop
2: it okay so once again the flip-flopper refuses uh, to stand cameras. by his I'm, I, I, I'm, down, I'm
1: down to as long as we can agree on what is going to be the you basis think the of only evidence only evidence is video huh yep i want to see no. i want to see video evidence
2: well, that's just fucking dumb.
1: no just saying I, i'm not going to buy some 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 bs statement that they enter into the record that that this person says that they're a minor and claims that they purchased weed there no i'm not buying that for you a went second to how do you feel about audio I don't know where audio with evidence this crap. Huh? Audio, you evidence? audio evidence i mean i could be compelled to more to more be with audio evidence but i definitely want to see video evidence if they if this is if this is really happening if and, and, sort of and, like, and, like, hey, and hold on hold on like, if, and if, and and is, the plans if they, to if attack they have Iran. real evidence if, if they right. have real evidence they definitely would have video surveillance of this of this whole thing going on okay don't well, think that the law yeah. enforcement doesn't have the budget to, to have stuff like that that's just totally ridiculous
2: Oh my God! Everything about you is ridiculous. Be a man. Take the bet.
1: I'm. Being, I am. i am down to take the bet. I just want to clear clarify. What? What yeah. are I measure of threshold of evidence? I am not taking on the
2: provision that it must not be videotaped. I'm evidence. not
1: I'm not taking it on the provision that whatever the the attorney general throws in throws at I'm the wall is going to stick. Whatever
2: evidence is admitted in court. Why do you not trust? Because j- I, I do not, I do not trust, Becker. I do
1: not trust the New York Attorney General's office at all whatsoever.
2: I'm not trust. I didn't say trust her. I'm saying what's being admitted in court. So clearly, a judge has to make that distinction on whether or not it's evidence.
1: Okay. All right. I, I, I think, I think that could be slightly fair. Slightly okay. fair. All right.
2: All right. Adam, put this down. <laughs> it down write it down, Adam. Write it down. Hundred dollar bets. Tag it. August first.
1: Yep. Hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Get Tag Gretchen. It. I'll send you my new address so you can mail me a crispy hundred dollar bill. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh man, we got to we got to keep it rolling though. We got to keep it rolling. We are going to roll right into Nicole Bufong. Oh, yes. She's a plant medicine advocate. And community educator They call her the Encyclopedia On Power 88 in Las Vegas, Nevada And she is now A National Events Manager For Minorities for Medical Marijuana And now a published Number one best-selling author In the Courage in Cannabis Series, which you can now purchase And we will have a link coming out to you In our newsletter on Saturday Oh yeah, that's right, it is none other than the Purple plant magic herself Nicole Buffong.
3: <laughs> thank you so much for that lovely introduction thank you to everyone who bought a book yesterday all of your support um made sure we were number one best-selling authors in six categories so thank you thank you thank you again um but and thank you to dr bridget cole williams who is the author of that anthology of books uh, but today my story is about Surprise, surprise. Corporate marijuana dispensaries flex financial muscle and overtake Arizona's social equity program. This is pretty unfortunate, Um, but we saw it coming. The writing was on the wall. Um, The social equity program was part of Proposition 207 that passed by voters in 2020 to legalize recreational cannabis. Um, Those that... um, I'm sorry, uh, to legalize recreational uh, cannabis. To participate, applicants had to meet certain requirements involving income level, zip code, and past marijuana convictions. Prop 207 also outlined a path to expungement, allowing those with low-level marijuana charges to seal their records and restore their civil rights. Each social equity applicant could submit two applications. The program was designed to promote the ownership and operation of marijuana establishments and marijuana testing facilities by individuals from communities disproportionately impacted by the enforcement of previous marijuana laws, according to the legislation. But less than two years after its inception, 11 of the 26 social equity licenses are now owned by Arizona's corporate dispensaries, with some purchased at a fraction of their purported value. Um, an Arizona review of corporate filings license applications, and outreach to dozens of social equity applicants found. Another seven licenses are owned by a mix of private investors and other Arizona dispensaries with more than half of those tied to a string of Shell LLCs that further shield the public from knowing who or what entity is actually benefiting from the program. Among the eight original lottery winners who still have an equity share in their license, corporate dispensaries have a stake in at least two of the businesses, both of them, including Mason's, who Mason is the young man, Denzel Mason is the young man who's um, quoted in this article what the what the story is really about. Um, he was a butt tender working at a dispensary when he found out that he won the lottery. So it's a really compelling story. I suggest you read the article to learn more. Um, but including Mason, uh, both of them, including Mason, are now ensnared in court proceedings about who can do what and how. The most substantial barrier facing social equity licensees is an established industry that has helped shape Arizona's recreational marijuana program from its inception. From millions in funding to get the initiative on the ballot to a vague outline of social equity in Prop 207, the industry has wielded its influence throughout the multi-year process to legalize uh, marijuana. As a result, some Arizona dispensaries have become even wealthier partially by barring um, competition, but also by securing additional licenses that were supposed to uplift communities disproportionately affected by the war on drugs. According to a a 2022 uh, report by MCBA, Minority Cannabis Business Association, Arizona fares better in some areas than others. Its 4,000 application fee $4,000 application fee, for example, isn't the cheapest in the nation, but it's also more accessible than the tens of thousands charged by other states. Arizona is not among the states that offer fee waivers to eligible applicants. However, and it doesn't extend technical support and funding to social equity licensees either. Of the 15 state social equity programs, it's only 15 states that have one. Not one has resulted in an equitable cannabis industry across all four pillars of equity, industry, justice, community, and access. The report concludes. Sadly, the social equity program is working as intended by allowing the industry to capture additional licenses while appearing to support social equity, said Mr. Bell, a staff attorney with the ACLU of Arizona. um, We know who the ACLU is. The ACLU of Arizona supported Prop 207, um, calling it the first step voters can take to begin to repair the decades of harm that the war on drugs policies have inflicted on people of color. Arizona's um, Normal um, also backed the measure. But after voters passed the initiative, both groups brought concerns to, to the Arizona Department of Health, who is in charge of the cannabis program there. Um, and crafted it, Uh, the ACLU of Arizona pointed out that lottery winners could immediately transfer their licenses to those who did not qualify for the program. Normal asked ADHS for funding for social equity applicants, as well as a way to keep the requirements both broad enough to accommodate true social equity applicants and narrow enough that dispensaries would be deterred from entering the program. (laughs) The ADHS just said um they made some key changes to the program after suggestions from the public. And um they changed that you your residence must be three of the five of the five previous years in Arizona. Um you can see that in how many of the bigger players ended up submitting hundreds of applications into that lottery and becoming business partners with so many people that this was just flawed from the beginning. Um, so I highly recommend you um, looking at this article. It was put out. Thank you to Jaja Simone for making sure that this was brought to our attention. Um, but you can find it on Arizona Center for Investigative Reporting. A really good you can, article. You can find
1: it on our, on our website also.
3: On our, website, on yeah, our website. Yeah, on high
1: 9 newscom news. You can find the article.
3: That's right. Um, so check out the article. It's... It, you know when when um, Arizona decided to pass Prop 207, uh, yeah, we supported it as well as an organization. Um, And our state director, Zsa Zsa on the ground there, um, keeping us abreast of everything that was happening. And we knew that this was going to be an issue. We saw it coming. Uh, We tried to get some amendments made with pleading to the ADHS as well. And uh, it's just unfortunate. Um, At the end of this article, you're going to learn that this young man was offered an $800,000 invoice from the um, dispensary that took over the license and expected to pay that in order to remain as manager of of the dispensary, um, and so what they're doing is it's criminal, um, and it's quite unfortunate. And I hope that the um, social equity applicants in Arizona get the help and support that they need to at least keep some of those applicants um, or or licenses with the people who actually earned them um, by serving time or um, being affected neg- negatively impacted by um, by this by the prohibition of cannabis. So this is Nicole Buffon, reporter for Hyatt 9 News. Love to hear what my fellow correspondents think about this story.
1: Man, oh, man, oh, man. This is just a sad, sad, sad story. But at the same time, like this is this is this is what has been happening in, with all of these social equity situations throughout the country. So I'm not surprised that it happened in Arizona, too.
3: Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's it's a common thread. Um, Not having the capital uh, partnering with. um investors that are taking advantage and the the fact that it's the actual dispensaries in this case, um, which is, which is just astonishing what they're doing um, to these applicants and making sure to get them out of the industry and buying these licenses for pennies on the dollar. It's a shame. It is. Well,
2: this is a big reason that I have not been a fan of social equity licenses because they don't work. Exactly. Uh, you can't give people a lottery ticket and expect it them to be able to jump through hoops the next day to actually pull together um, all this stuff without the resources, without the experience, um, That's right. without the capital—it's just not doable. It's like yes, you can have a license, but you still have to do all the other unattainable bullshit that you know seasoned investors That's and other right. folks are pulling together. So right. it's just—it doesn't help. It doesn't work.
3: Yeah, like here in Nevada, the social equity licensees did not have to prove that they had two hundred thousand dollars of capital in the bank. And the independent applicants did have to prove that. So yeah, you you didn't have to prove that you had the $200,000 in the bank, but now that you've got the license, you need $200,000 at least in order to become operational. And so trying to go out and find that or raise that type of capital then leads to predatory um, practices and people taking advantage of what you don't know. And so it's a shame that, um, you know, we're just seeing this trend. And you're right, um, you know, uh, Gretchen, in theory, social equity sounds good. um, But in reality, it does not actually work out the way that it was designed to work out. And it leaves people in a bind. Um, it leaves people really, you know, lost for words after two to three years of trying to raise funding and trying to become operational. And then at the end of the day, they just get the license bought from them or they lose the license because they don't meet the requirements in order to open.
0: Sounds like capitalism.
1: No, no, no. That's why I call it socialist equity because it sounds good on the basis, but it really just sucks.
0: Well, it's capitalism because if they can't afford it, somebody capitalism, else can. Capitalism right? is, There's is always, the best. Always somebody who's going to come in, in the and world pay for something that you can't pay for, <laughs> right? right?
1: Capitalism works. Just saying, capitalism works. And we got Rico. Rico, you're back with us. You have any thoughts on this story, Rico? You're on mute.
3: The dopest dad in
6: these streets. You're
1: on mute, yo. I can see the no, no, okay, champion. You. You. Th- there we go. Now we can hear you, Rico.
6: This not works for the very few, Jason. Oh God, it stop, it. Yeah. Stop, it. Winners, stop it. Stop it, stop it. It works for
1: all those that want to work to achieve and I'm a positive capitalist. goals, exactly. So we know you're a capitalist, a cap. that's right. Yeah. And we're going to go to a commercial and we're going to be right back. It for
5: How's it going guys? Saman Rezani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Tune in now and check it out.
1: Oh, yeah. Stop whatever you're doing and make sure you hit that like button. It really helps out our algorithm going on with YouTube, as well as make sure you subscribe to the channel. And, of course, make sure that you head over to our website, www.hiat9news, where you can read this story and all the other stories that we cover on a regular basis. And make sure you share the show. Tell your friends all about us, because we believe that organic growth is the best growth. Hyatt Nine News invites you to join us and become a sponsor, supporter, and attendee for the second annual Envision Gala for This is Jane Project, a nonprofit organization leading the way in advocating for trauma-informed care. This is Jane Project offers a range of programs designed to shed light, build community, and uplift the lives of women and non-binary trauma survivors who use cannabis as medicine. Support this event that is sure to make an impact today for more information about sponsorship opportunities, visit www.thisisjaneproject.org. Rico, you're on mute again.
6: We got Todd. We got there, Todd.
1: Yep, yeah, you got Todd. You got it, baby. Let's
6: do it. Up next, y'all know who it is the Golden Voice, oh. Las Vegas. Oh. Dope granddaddy Don't and the co-founder of Smuggleverse, president and founder of DigiPath Labs, Mr. Todd Dinkin. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, my story out of Forbes magazine uh, today, another corporate dispute. Cannabis delivery firm Ease, and its billionaire investor, accused of fraud in a new lawsuit new lawsuit filed against Ease, the once high-flying firm that pioneered on-demand cannabis delivery nearly a decade ago, accuses the company of committing fraud when it began talks to acquire Colorado-based marijuana firm Green Dragon back in 2021. Three co-founders of Green Dragon claim they were deceived into selling their own successful company to San Francisco-based Ease, which was allegedly in dire financial straits, a fact that was allegedly kept from them. Green Dragon co founders also say Ease is violating California's cannabis law by illegally renting cannabis licenses from other dispensaries instead of simply acting as a transportation middleman, a charge the company denies. Plaintiffs claim that Ease fraudulently acquired and raided Green Dragon for their own personal gain and that they lost millions of dollars in expected revenue. As their concerns grew over time, they claim they were shut out of the of the uh, decision-making process within the company and were cut out of secret meetings between board members, uh, then lost their own board seats and their executive-level jobs. Three Green Dragon co-founders were ultimately forced out of Ease in February of this year. Fundamentally, the uh, trio says that they would have not entered into any business arrangement with Ease had they known that the company was in such trouble. They and their attorney declined to comment Uh, according to Alex Levine he is 29 and one of the plaintiffs he told Forbes as outlined in our complaint our profitable family-owned business was fraudulently taken from us and irreparably destroyed in his father Andrew Levine and his stepmother Lisa Letter built and grew Green Dragon ECEO Corey Azzolino who is named as a defendant in the suit said in an email to Forbes that he and E's quote deny allegations and intend to defend themselves against all claims of wrongdoing the suit also names two other investors as co-defendants the pair thomas germalook and james henry clark together own a 35 percent stake in ease the largest share in the company and were on its board from 2019 until february of 2023 in an emailed statement to forbes germalook and Clark. Quote, deny all allegations, unquote, noting that the facts will come out in discovery. In the statement, the investor pair further expressed their frustration by saying, We will say this. Tim and TJ have been friends and partners for almost 40 years and together have served on the boards of over 30 companies, including boards of numerous public companies, they said. Never in that time have we run into people like the plaintiffs who are supremely confident in their own opinions. We believe lack appropriate business knowledge and knowledge of legal obligations as directors. Clark, who co founded two legendary tech companies, SGI and Netscape Communications, has also been a veteran investor in numerous Silicon Valley giants, including Apple and Facebook. Forbes estimates Clark's net worth at about $3.7 billion. Financial unease has swirled around ease in recent years. The cannabis company has reported reportedly had cash flow problems uh dating back to at least 2020. in 2021 its former ceo jim patterson pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit bank fraud as part of a scheme that allowed ease to skirt rules about accepting credit card payments the company has since stopped accepting credit card payments in 2019 and currently only accepts cash or bank transfers the new civil lawsuit paints a picture of a company on the brink of financial collapse Which was seemingly only kept afloat by the acquisition of green dragon back in 2021 ease was on track to become america's largest cannabis delivery service with the acquisition of green dragon the company said in a press release at the time that green dragon was a multi-state leader in the cannabis industry and added that together the two companies would operate 42 delivery and storefront retail locations and serve markets with a combined value of nearly 10 billion dollars at first, the merger was enticing. According to the complaint, the plaintiffs would jointly receive a 30% stake in Ease and get C-suite level jobs. Who would get seats on the board of directors? The complaint alleges that after the deal was completed in August 21, the arrangement quickly went south. The lawsuit alleges that when Ease met with Green Dragon's leadership in 2021, Azzolino and other defendants told the trio that Ease had $20 million in cash a figure that would soon rise to over $70 million after a Series E raise. However, the suit states that by the time of these meetings, the defendants had already spent most of the $77 million raised in the Series E financing to fund Ease's operational cash burn. The plaintiff's attorney, Eric Llewellyn, declined to elaborate. The complaint also states that Ease and its leadership did not provide board minutes. Or presentations to Green Dragon Management in the uprun to the completion of the acquisition in 2022, quote, because they knew and internally discussed that if plaintiffs had learned the true state of the affairs, they would have pulled out of the merger. According to the complaint, Ease came dangerously close to missing payroll in early 2022 and only avoided doing so because of the merger. Plaintiffs also say that they began to learn more and more details about Ease and its financial situation, as they were pushed aside, at least one time, the plaintiffs claimed the board had these secret meetings specifically to avoid providing plaintiffs the opportunity to object to the misconduct set forth in this litigation. Ease CEO Azulino told Forbes that the company is in quote in a healthy financial position, and Ease expects to be cash flow break even by the end of 2023. He continued, as a growing company, Ease has raised capital over the past three years to meet its funding requirements which is typical for both businesses in the cannabis industry as well as technology startups. I'm Todd Danken with Hyatt 9 News, and maybe these guys should come in and buy all of these social equity licenses. they got plenty of cash. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh, oh, oh man, Todd. Todd, this story boy. Oh, man, he's, <laughs> no, he's I'm just never... Kidding.
0: No, 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 I'm just kidding. It seems like a typical case of let's tell them what we have, but we don't really have it and let's try to make a deal it's uh pretty typical in the cannabis space especially it's with big guys
3: one, it's like another one bites the dust like i yeah. thought ease you know weren't they didn't they do um like funding for new businesses and new brands didn't they do didn't they have like this scholarship um award opportunity because I, f- I feel like leo bridgewater won one of those ten thousand dollar like um from ease but I, I just, it's just a it's shame. A,
1: i just feel like his pinky's up it's pinky's up time right here for this story pinky's up time you know what i
0: mean it's conscious capitalism.
1: Yeah, conscious That's
3: capitalism. It.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Ease, Ease did right. have a have an incubator program, but basically, what they did, and 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 and, I talked with some people that were, were beneficiaries of this. They gave them like fifty thousand dollars. And there was no requirement in receiving this $50,000 that they had to do anything with it other, other than anything that they wanted to do with it. There was no mandatory, you have to invest this into your business or anything else like that. It was just like, hey, we're going to give out this money, and if you qualify, whatever, come up with a cool plan, da-da-da-da-da, we're going to give you the money. And they just gave out a whole bunch of people 50000 bucks, and there was no requirements for them to actually enter the market, do anything with the concept or anything like that at all whatsoever.
3: Oh, wow. Hmm. Is a good way to launder the money, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know that. All right, you said it, not me, Nicole.
3: Free. <laughs> right off.
0: I want to know how they spent their seventy-seven million dollars. Oh, they're, they're
1: they're a technology oh. company, so it's very easy to spend seventy-seven million as a tech company. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, but they're not a tech company. They're a Ease, they're a cannabis company. No,
1: no, no. Ease, e- Ease uh strictly yeah, markets correct. itself strictly as a technology company that assists the cannabis industry. They are not considered a cannabis company.
3: Hmm. Yeah, cuz they they don't grow flour. They don't
0: have any licenses. Yeah, By who? No licenses. I'm, a, I'm a laboratory. I'm in the cannabis industry. I don't grow it or or sell it. You, you do you touch yeah. it though you're a lab. License. You touch it. I'm a service. It doesn't yeah, matter but We're no, a they're service. They're collecting doesn't all matter. their
2: data on their people. There's all sorts of ways that these guys are going to consider themselves a tech company Um, because the tech is through their platform and how they are delivering and how they're selling and yada 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 all that yeah we'll we'll Um, let's talk about the actual
5: reason why they have to claim their technology company in the first place is because of our stupid tax laws so if they if you know we reformed that then we wouldn't even have to you know like have to be you know um surreptitious about what we do and, and oh, where so. in the supply chain we exist because it shouldn't fricking matter in the first place. So
1: hold on a second. Okay, in go, in in this, hold
2: on. I, I'd like to discuss the actual story here. Um, so do we think that these guys have a case against Ease for fraud?
0: I think they do. You know, if you're excluded from board meetings, if uh, directors conspire against you without you in the room, yeah, that's fraud. Hold on, I said,
1: So, so in, in, in the quotes, we have Nicole Redler uh, chiming in, and just so everyone understands, Nicole Redler was the um, was the the was was in charge of the Ease Incubator program. Um, and so, in in the comments, she says that the Ease Incubator program was a net positive. Um, it was a training program, and she also says in here that uh, I don't think so, y'all. It was very hard to raise the money to support the awardees in regards that received the money um, and 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 compassion program that they that they also participated in. So that is from Nicole Redler, who was the the who was in charge of the incubator program at ease. Thank you, Nicole.
2: Well, regardless, back to fraud. Um, I'm wondering, does this or is this uh, just piss poor due diligence on the part of the Dragon folks.
1: I would guess it's piss poor due diligence on the dragon folks because they were lo- looking at ease and, and all the things that they've done in California and all these other states and yada 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 and just got all all googly eyed and all of a sudden was like let's make a deal.
2: Because how do you not know that the company has a shit ton of money? I mean, you, well, we well, he, look, if you've
0: yeah. never been involved right, in looks- mergers and acquisitions, there's always if, if you're dealing with but a nefarious audits, company, all sorts of things. There's all of that stuff that can be falsified and or not delivered or i'll get that to you soon you know to try to make the deal work but i've gone through lots of audits that have taken months and months and months you know and in the meantime you know you're in this limbo deal area you know and you either want to make the deal so you try to make it work but it's uh it's it it's not so hard to hide a lot of this stuff in the long run and after the end of the deal it's impossible right but as you're recording and as you're dating and as, you know, uh, you don't turn in all of the stuff. It happens every day. Yep, that very, very true. Very but true. But is
2: that legal?
0: Well, it's not legal to hide facts. No, it's not legal. You have to disclose. You know that's yeah. the whole, but at the, the same time. It. So it, it, that's what causes fraud. Yeah, but if you, so you don't this, disclose,
2: is this the downfall of Ease? Is Ease going down over this lawsuit?
0: You know, we well, we'll i see I, if that's that's yet, that's yet to
1: be continued, and we will know. be following all Dude's of the updates here. Dude's got three billion here in, dollars, so uh,
0: you know he's got three billion dollars. So, do you think he's going to lose? Mm, I, he
2: I might mean, lose. It might be settled. I, I don't think they're going under.
0: Three billion, you're not going to lose. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, three billion, <laughs> right. you're not
1: going to lose. No, you got three, three Bs to probably. Like it's a
0: social equity case. He's yeah. got three billion dollars.
6: Yeah, we got to We got to uh, keep Donald it with less than one billion dollars, right? He's not a real. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. It's not even paying attention to
1: the ridiculousness going on today, Um, but coming up, coming up next. That's right. Oh, yes. It's Mr. Saman Razani. He's a plant formulation specialist as well as a facility designer, builder and all of that amazing type of stuff, as well as the man who reminds women over 50 how to say hello again. That's right. It is none other than the Samad Razani coming live from the First Licensed Consumption Lounge in New Mexico.
5: That's right. I'm sitting here with the proprietor of the First Licensed Consumption Lounge in Albuquerque, New Mexico. This is my friend, Pierre Amestoy, And I'm going to put it. I'm unplugging in. Do you want to put this in your and talk? All right, cool. Pierre. Hello. Pierre here is is the man. Uh, Enchanted Botanicals is the name of the dispensary attached to this beautiful establishment. I'm going to let him talk about it a little more. And I want to just <clears throat> put a little spotlight on, on on the people doing big things in, in the new markets here.
4: Pierre? Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we have... Um, we got the first actual retail lounge um, license in Albuquerque. And so we were able to open about a month ago. And uh, we've had of all types of events from watch parties to educational events to even a Barbie party this week. So (laughs) we're just trying to bring the culture together here and make it a safe, awesome uh, space to consume and also just network and really just come and enjoy enjoy our products. We have our new strains all on the shelf now. as of about a month ago so yeah tell us us, us us are are they all are they all
1: sick are they all sick
4: they they are one of them is all sick for sure uh that's my buddy from uh from albuquerque here i don't know if everyone knows him but johnny james he's a cool guy uh we just launched his strain wolf's breath um and then we submitted our kemi jones and our donnie burger for the high times uh contest so those are kind of our star children right now um but we we have you know half heirloom strains half kind of hype strains so we have the blue dreams and the lemon skunks and then we also have the modded grapes and all the crazy new stuff for the youngins. Um but yeah, it's it's been a fun journey and we're excited to bring bring New Mexico up and uh Can you yeah.
2: can you explain how your model works there? Like is it a yeah. membership type thing no, or how no. does your consumption lounge work?
4: Yeah. yeah, so um it's shaped like a U. So one of the laws is that it has to be connected to the dispensary to, to be able to get granted the consumption lounge license. So you walk in on one side over here, and then after you go through the retail experience, you go through a threshold into the consumption lounge. So right now there is no, um, you just have to make a purchase in our in our shop to be able to get into the lounge, right? And then there's about 40 seats in here total. Um, we have a dab bar. Um, there are definitely, you know, closed, private list only events where, you know, Post Malone's going to come by. We have a couple, we're doing the Weed Maps after party for Lucky Leave. Um, there's a handful of different things that we can do here, but it is open to the public all time. So from when we're open at 10 a.m. until we close at nine, you can come here and smoke your flower. Get, we have a, a lounge attendant that, you know, serves you dabs, um, brings you water. Uh, we have all of the surrounding restaurants that will actually deliver you food here so you can kick back, eat, so cool. do your work, smoke, do whatever you yeah. want.
2: I have a question, so, and I'm so, sorry. I was go just going to say you you said you have to make a purchase in the retail side. Yes,
4: yeah, yeah, that's so my question. The the way to get in the lounge is basically just me to make a purchase. So a okay, so
2: purchase. then do oh. you own the dispensary as well?
4: Yes. Okay. We own, okay. Okay. Own, own are you so. allowed? Are,
3: sorry, are you ahead. allowed? Are you, is anybody allowed to bring, like, say they purchase in the dispensary, are they also allowed to bring in their own, like maybe concentrate or something else that they want to consume inside?
4: So as of right now, you need to purchase your cannabis from Enchanted Botanicals in whatever category it is. Um, Now we have had private events where, or brand activations where people come in and, you know, we get to try their rosin for the first time or we get to try their edibles. They do an educational event. So, okay. On the day-to-day, the answer is no, you cannot bring BYOC, it's not bringing your own cannabis, but for private events, for brand activations, for launches, all that kind of stuff, we welcome that. Um, Yeah, we welcome,
3: And and a quick question from a regulatory aspect because I'm here in Nevada and we're getting ready to open up consumption lounges here. We've already had one open. Nuwu has had one open for more than three years. Um, And so, what are the air quality regulations? Like, are they making you have a higher quality or regulation than like a casino or a tavern or a cigar bar?
4: Great question. So, it is similar to a cigar bar, but we have two units that are able to clear the space in this. Um, the air in this space rather every 15 minutes. Um, So we have two of those. So the air quality, definitely um, the state required um, its own HVAC system that is separate from the dispensary. So we did have to build that out entirely, which included a mini split on the wall as well as the air filtration systems that are four step. Mm -hmm. And then um, we only have clean air coming from the dispensary side. So smoke will never go one to the street or two to the dispensary side because we have a window here that you can actually get served more more cannabis um, through that slot. So you can be sitting there, and it's truly like a bar experience where it's like a speakeasy window. Tank, um, exactly, exactly. Mm.
0: Like that. I have a question for you. How how many people who are are uh, coming to the dispensary are going to the lounge, or well, or do more people want to just buy and leave and go home? Well, by
4: design, um, I make them leave through the lounge. But um, most of them, I would say about 70% of them are at least stopping, sitting, asking questions. Even if they're not consuming their product there, they're at least inquisitive um, about it. And so it's definitely created a buzz. It's definitely created, you know, questioning. And then then the second time they come back, almost everyone is at least taking a moment to sit down, smoke a... Nice. we, We offer like, you know, half gram specials for um a handful of different things um right, right. so many so okay. people to stay
2: i got and two questions you think- for you do you do you have any issues with people not leaving
0: <laughs> so
2: I mean, getting a full lounge because and like, All right, move along, come on. probably know.
0: never going to leave, right? So <laughs> it's way too comfortable. I'm in the private lounge <laughs> now. We're chilling. It's a whole, Area.
5: it's a whole vibe <laughs> in here, man. And I made them turn down the music, but they have a you know great music selection as well. Yeah, <laughs>
4: you know, we haven't really had that problem yet. I mean, I foresee that's going to come up. um but most of the time, it's people that are working, that are staying for a long period of time. So we welcome that, you know, um, the lord, the loiterers, they may, they may be coming. But right now, you know, it's such a brand new, clean space that a lot of times when the people that want to hang out get in here, they're kind of like, oh, I don't I don't know if I should be in here. So <laughs> it just I think it feels professional enough to where we don't have a lot of the people that just would want to kind of fall asleep on the couch. But we're, we're aware of it and we have signs everywhere. Eventually, we're going to implement a half hour time limit unless you buy cannabis if the lounge gets full we have had a couple of events that you know every seat was full so we had to make people wait and um but that was a sponsored event so that was a little bit different
2: okay and then, then can- my second i'm sorry my second question okay. real quick how many licenses are there going to be in uh, new mexico for consumption lounges
4: well right now there's Is there one a- operational in in Rito, so there there is no cap. Um the only rules are that you have to be connected to your dispensary, you have to have separate HVAC, you have to have air quality um standards, and mm-hmm. and then you have to have you know insurance that covers that, right? Stop so the once cap. you get that covered, you're able to. Um now that doesn't mean a lot of people are have it, but it's a private space, it's not open to the public, maybe it's only for private events. Um there are three other operational in the state, um one in Crucis, one in Rito. So And then mine, and I believe there's one other one that's private.
3: Okay. And so when did you all open?
4: Our first shop that does not have a dispensary opened 420 last year. This one opened November 21st with Slim Thug. (laughs) He came out and uh, performed with us.
3: No, no. I'm saying when did the consumption lounge open?
4: The consumption lounge (sighs) opened about a month ago.
3: Okay. And so so you you found, do you find, because New Mexico is just recently adult use. And so before, prior to that, you all were medical. And so have you found that a lot of people, patients are coming in and asking for maybe a different environment that doesn't involve smoking, Uh, maybe some topical use or massages or something that is just vaping only and not combustion and smoke?
4: Absolutely. So um, you mentioned a couple of different things there. We have a medical um, event where it's patients only. And so we close the the lounge down to, you know, recreational users and they can, they have one different dosage, um, you know, minimum. So we we are kind of a three dose and you're done here. So after you take three dabs or order three joints, we kind of make you take a break. The medical community, they can kind of manage themselves. Um, And then they also get to network with each other. And then massages, I'm glad you asked that. We actually do have um, a woman that's going to come in and offer massages with topicals while you're in the lounge, wow. kind of hanging out, especially to, to the people that are here for work and, and stuff like that. Awesome. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. And, and we've had a bunch of people reach out to us from, you know, massages um, from all different walks to kind of come and help entertain the people while they're here.
5: That's that's quite uh quite impressive that you're taking wellness to that level with cannabis i really like that
4: yeah that's that's a fun part of it i mean and it's everything from you know the cooks you know the baristas the all these
5: different type of people coffee's a must let's be honest coffee in a joint is like my favorite pastime so that's amazing i love it
0: i i have a question real quick is is there anything to do there besides smoke weed Right? I mean, oh, do you yeah. have, you know, is, it, is yeah. it like a typical lounge or is there shit to do?
4: Yeah, no, great question. There's shit to do. Uh, we, got, <laughs> um, we have, you know, like, so for example, there's the ability to play Nintendo Wii. We have a, um, a TV that's kind of mobile. So you can kind of have your group come and you can actually rent out the Wii and play your games. Nice. If you'd like with your group, we have a booth that sits nine. Um, we also have like things like Connect Four, just board games, stuff like that. And then oftentimes we have just interactive things to do, whether it's, you know, the lounge tender is always here. Right. So a lot of times as you go to a bar to sit and talk to your local bartender, you do the same here. And so we're kind of building a community of just people wanting to hang out and just talk. Um, and then, yeah, there's, there's some are, fun stuff to do. But we have we base it a lot around events. as well.
1: What are your hours uh, of operation for the lounge?
4: 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's open 10 while to time 9 p.m. And okay. then sometimes we go longer to, you know, if we're having an event, we'll go we'll go till 10, 11 o'clock We actually don't have a law, so we don't have to close. I could stay open 24/7. Uh saying, yeah, what? Yeah, Damn. Fred, so, yeah. And this is the university area, so the bars could close and we could stay open. Wow.
5: Well, <laughs> That's, well, well, yeah, well i our, not leaving after our status. I, right? I, I, yeah, I yeah, do I do right? no, forget Come about on. it exactly. Oh, yes. Come on. Get back into academics, Mr. Dixon. Yes.
2: Simon, can you um, take your camera there and pivot around? Can we see the place?
5: Oh, um, yeah, you can see the private room. And um,
2: oh, this is just so a private room. Yeah. This is not. It's like a, this is the.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we're going to take some proper video, Gretchen, and yeah, we'll, I think we need uh, a walk we'll,
2: and talk here.
5: Oh, we'll get we, so
2: posted we, to the website.
5: So we will, do, a walk, we will do it hundred <laughs> percent, so. and we will post it to our website, and you guys can check it out there. At at Hyatt9News.com. And check out Mr. Pierre. Pierre, hit him with your website, please.
4: It's EnchantedBotanicalsNN.com.
5: And uh, you could find them at what's your uh, IG?
4: The Instagram is EnchantedBotanicalsOfficial.
5: And, Official, P- and Pierre. Like a referee with a whistle. And Pierre, yes. you know, Hyatt Nine News
1: is on Monday through Friday and is America's number one daily cannabis news show. So I'm sure that you will be making sure that Hyatt Nine News is playing in your cannabis lounge for all of the spectators that want to just come in there and get some education.
5: Yeah, but
2: I'll There's show Jason you- Beck, and they'll be like, what the fuck? I'm
3: going
5: to show yeah, you the right. private room, though. We got our they friend open a They open at 10. Jane Boyer in the background. Hash fight in the a background. 10. Oh, what's the, uh, up? We, we got, got propane bank, Jane. Got, yeah, yeah. Jane, he said, Jason saying hi. Jason can't, he can't, she can't hear you like she says hi, oh, Jason. Tell her to hi, come. Jason. Tell her to come say hi. Tell her to come sit down oh, yeah. real quick. Oh, we're gonna say get hello. them. We're gonna get them all on the show. We're gonna we might even have some new uh new guests on the show, you know, in the in the near future here. But thanks uh, thanks a lot uh to, to Enchanted Botanicals. The whole team here has been amazing. Pierre, as always, my brother, thank you so much. Yep. And uh this is Saman Rosani for High Nine News signing off. Congrats. Oh, Very nice. Thanks, brother.
1: Yeah. Rico, right. you want to read that last story? Or you, and we have more video I, I mean, or you want to wrap it up? You
5: want to wrap it up? I think we saved that story. Yeah we, got, yeah, we got a quick one.
6: Um I got a quick one that closes out today out the uh, home state of Meatball Run, also the go to Snowbird vacation home hotspot for ex-presidents with multiple indictments <laughs> looking <to> at <laughs> classified documents. Florida. It looks like the cocaine sharks down there found a little weed to smooth that thing on out while uh, cruising the 101-degree coral reef-killing waters because the U.S. Coast Guard Monday Cooperating with the U.S. Border Patrol, offloaded over 717 pounds of cocaine and 2,640 pounds of cannabis on a single vessel in Miami. Per the article, in total, the seized contraband was worth over $12 million. And I don't know what the street prices of cocaine these days, so you guys can check my accuracy on that one. Uh, the Coast Guard offloads these narcotics uh, routinely as a part of Campaign Martillo, an effort by the American forces and other nations disrupt, to disrupt trafficking routes along Central America the coast guard also claims on July 18th one of their crews offloaded even more drugs over on the west coast in uh, San Diego 1100 excuse me 11600 pounds of cocaine and 500 and, uh 5500 pounds in weed and um, so fair warning to everybody out there all the seafaring trappers out there sleepy joe got them boys active
1: oh boy do you, but, um, do, you do you have I think I think Adam has a video for this do you have a video Adam no busted. it Oh, he's saying maybe one second. I can't. He's just throwing up one finger in the air. No. Oh, okay. All right. There's no video. My bad. My bad. You I apologize.
6: All right. Well, Got that's it. it for us today. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of High 9 News. Uh, catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to the super fans showing love, keeping their comments live on the big screen and the live audience members and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in for the conversations that we have daily on headlines of cannabis to our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over bringing this much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table our production team cloud media partners house of fuego the vortex all our sponsors keeping the lights on and av struggles to a minimum of course the lovely jaja simone holding things down on the other platforms Um, always cannabis sativa l the reason that we show up and read these headlines every single day it is august 1st 2023 july is sadly over You've all been blessed with the top industry headlines and I hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and spoke at least until tomorrow. Todd Duncan, what you got for us, man? Take the people out with the, the message today.
0: I would say have a great aug- August and, uh, you know, I try to stay cool out there. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, peace, love and pumper nickel to everybody. Congratulations to our very own Nicole buffon oh, yeah, no or, uh, a, a number one best seller. Make sure you run out and get her book and read. Oh, yeah.